Today's episode is brought to you by Quip. Get your teeth looking oh so good and do it on the cheap in the best way possible. We'll talk about that. But also, today we're brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, this is a product I had no idea existed, got some of it, and I have been feeling great. I don't know what. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Because it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. It's made traveling for me so much easier, and I think I, I get I get stuff now. I think I understand, but we'll just leave it at that, and we'll talk about it when we get to it. Liquid IV, it's going to be great. All right, let's jump into this podcast. Hello, everybody. It's time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sunny Episode Cax and Crendor in the morning. Uh, is, is more throat singing, huh? We're back to this. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I just kind of let whatever was going to happen happen. And that's what I happened. I feel that about you. Like, that's your thing. You just let it happen. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't really know where you're going when you open your mouth, do you? You're just like on an adventure all your own. Well, it depends. If I'm doing something like this, I don't know where I'm going. If I'm like in real life, I always know where I'm going. This? You don't consider this real life? No. This is like wow. my, my switch flips on and I'm like, hey, here I am. It's Krendor the guy. But in real life, I'm like. Uh, okay. All right. Well, give me some of your real life. Tell me, like, in your real in in real life, Crendor. Yeah. How's your week been so far? Uh, I mean, so far this week, uh, it's been okay. I got an MRI. <laughs> you you seem very excited about that. Well, I've had like this back tightness for like uh probably like a year and a half, and so. Part of me thought I did it from, like, lifting the thing to soak my toes in when I had my, like, toe thing. Because I remember picking up water and being like, ugh, in my back. So I was like, maybe I slipped the disc in there or something. I don't know. Uh, and then part of me was like, oh, maybe it's my desk is, like, too high up because I was reading how that's a thing. Uh, and I was like, okay, either way. So I got physical therapy for it, and that didn't really, it helped. But it didn't like help help. Maybe I just didn't do the exercise enough. That's very possible. Uh, and so they're like, all right, we can get an MRI. And I was like, all right. So I got one and uh, everything's fine. So I was like, well, what is it? And they're like, it's uh, probably just posture related. We're two very, I'm going to knock on wood when I say this. <laughs> while I do this. We are two very, for all the horrible stuff that happens to us sometimes, <laughs> we're pretty lucky in the end. Like yeah. that one time where my doctor was just like, you need to go to the MRI <laughs> because you may have a brain tumor. And I was like, what? And he's like, never mind. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we are walking the fine line, my friend. <laughs> yeah. And so far we're on the good side. I just, oh, that's one of those things. Knock on wood. Yeah. Where I'm just like, it's got to be something. I've been feeling it for this long. And they're like, uh, everything's fine. Spine's fine, this is fine, that's fine, bone stuff's fine, it's all fine. And I'm like, oh. You think we're just, like, being millennials? 
You know, do you think? Maybe. Do you think <laughs> if this was 1963 and we had fought in the Great War and we're like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the big 3-0 now. I guess you would be over. Maybe whatever. <laughs> I don't know. How old you would be. 1950. Right. And you have fought in the Great War. And, uh, well, I guess no. That'd be World War One. So you fought in the World War Two. <laughs> right, I don't know okay. how old things are anymore. <laughs> but do you think we'd be like walk it off rather than go to the doctor and like something's wrong with me, doc? And they're like, no, nope, you're fine. It's just your body being itself. Um, do you think, think we're just millennials? We're millennial yes. our, through, our way through this. There's definitely something to it because again, like I mentioned last week, I'm the person who's just constant anxiety about everything i'm the person who's like plane's gonna crash but here we go and then it's fine and i'm like well okay <laughs> like up oh, my back's destroyed but we gotta here it comes but i remember when i got my gallbladder out even and i had the thing the one doctor he was like you are weak you are weak <laughs> that's my eastern european surgeon he called, i heard he, yes yeah he just he's like yo this is crazy you are weak yeah and i was like is, is my surgeon supposed to be telling me i'm weak <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. But either way, I think it, it's definitely got something to it. Man, I think based on our lifestyle as well, I feel like being a gamer is detrimental to your health. I'm gonna, oh, it is. My, I'm gonna <laughs> definitely put that out there that sitting around eight, twelve, sixteen hours a day probably not the best thing for your body. That's like Sam. Did you see? Uh, like when I was talking to Dodger and Sam. Sam apparently gets migraines for like a week at a time, and I was like, yeah, I uh. uh uh, why did you get that checked out? And he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, back when I, I did Let's Play stuff, I, you know, would have to play through a game, do a bunch of edits, cut stuff up. It would take hours and hours and hours of just sitting on right. the computer. Now, because I'm not doing that, I can, like, get up and move around and do stuff. And, and especially since I have a setup at home now, I can, like, you know, not just sit around all day. All the headaches, all of the, like, eye things where I'd stare at a screen – it's all gone. So yeah. definitely, you know, a There's quality of life it. thing about <laughs> I'm not I'm no longer 19 at 4 a.m. playing StarCraft uh, in my dorm room ordering do uh, Domino's or whatever pizza and being like, we're going till noon. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I can't do that. I just can't. Yeah, I can't. I've hit that point as well. And I've already been old through these years, but especially. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Especially with my back, I've noticed in the last like two years, my back has gotten just worse, and it's from sitting like that. Well, now I know it's from sitting like this because I know nothing's like structurally wrong with it or anything bad. So again, knock on wood, just knocking everywhere. Yeah, I think I've been lucky that the chair because I'm a big dude, I have to buy like really sturdy chairs. Right, and so all my chairs have great back support. Like they. I have to sit up straight. Yeah, and that's so true. I wonder if that helps, if that's helpful to me, because I don't have, you know, people who play a lot of games, they have, like, wrist issues, and they have, like, I got plenty of issues, but none of them are in my back. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, and I don't have any hand or arm issues, and so I wonder if maybe that part of it is helping? I don't know. There's so many unknown things out there that could be affecting all this i'm just very very lucky so far knock on wood just keep knocking just knock on <laughs> well everything i think so because my problem is i'm a you know i'm small so like when i get in the chair if i sit too far back then it's like you know my feet aren't touching the floor 
it like an idea. So I gotta like sit up a bit, but then when I sit up a bit, I start like shifting, like I'll put my leg up and then I sit like cross-legged on the chair and then I like twist in the chair. And so I'm all like twisted up in weird positions. And then I'll like, so like my desk height is apparently 30 inches. All right. Apparently it's supposed to be for my height, like 27 inches. So the desk is too high, but then I boost the chair up, but then like I can't, like my arms are going upwards. So that hurts my like elbow. It's it's a disaster. Sure. So well, don't you don't you have any um? For my house, I just bought a uh, movable desk that you can select the size on. Yes, I literally do you not, do you not have one of those. Bought one of those yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's what I got, and it's I um had a friend come over, and because there's no way I can set that up myself without ruining it, because I was like, <laughs> okay, I need it to be the right height. So we did like a bunch of tests. And it worked. It works really well. It's it's great. The whole top of it is a mouse pad. It's fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, I got yeah. this one. Well, I, I tried a sit-stand desk for a while. I got it from Ikea, but I, uh, I don't know. I didn't really like it that much. It was like I would end up sitting and standing. And was then it the I white one, the big more. white one? Uh, it was probably the same. Or the it was big like black a, one? It's uh, bamboo-ish. It's kind of like the Apple Store wood, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that, and I had that for a while, and I was just like, ah, you know, I end up sitting more, so I'm just going to get a different desk. So I got a cool-looking, like, uh, glass desk thing, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Well, uh, whoop, whoop, um, there was a point, I think that's the point where my back started getting bad, so I'm starting to piece it together. I'm pretty sure it's the desk, so... Now, I have, uh, I've gotten this new desk I ordered, which is one of those, like, sit-stand desks, but it's, like, a little higher quality than Ikea. What is this? Oh, is this the one you got? Yeah, this is the one that I got. Uh, so I sent Crendor the one that I got. It's very simple. It doesn't have a lot of things, but it moves. You can, like, select the height, and the top is literally a mouse pad. It's great. It's, it's very simple. It's a, a rosy... Arena gaming desk, pure black. Damn. Uh, and it was on Amazon Prime, and it's four hundred bucks, which is a lot of money. But uh, if I'm gonna spend my days at it, damn well, no. Well, that's my spend. thing. It's just like, like my glasses. <laughs> if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna wear glasses every damn day, I'm gonna get the best damn glasses I can afford. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I'm gonna sit at this thing, if this is already caught, if I know this is causing my back pain now, I might as well invest in something that's like gonna help that. So right. with the sitting standing that I was like, at least even if I sit, I can at least lower it to like an ideal height that I need to not have pain. So I was like, even if I don't use the standing function, it's going to be worth it. Sure. Yeah. So that's uh, that's where I'm at. What was cool. Now, let me tell you about the MRI. So oh, I forgot. That's where we were. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Go on. Because I've always heard like MRI. So that's like the magnets. MRI, it's actually like crazy. Like MRIs is like one Have of the you never had an MRI before? No. Oh, you're probably losing your mind. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why? Have you had an MRI? I have. Uh, I've had a few MRI. I had one recently, again, for my head when they thought oh, yeah. I, there was something wrong, but they're trying out not to be. And years and years ago, I think I've either had two or three, but I know I've at least had two that I can remember. Mm -hmm. um, but an MRI for me is cramming my big ass into a little circle. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then a machine goes <laughs> like very loudly around me. And I listen to the music. They're like, oh, what do you want to listen to? I'm like, it doesn't matter. So whatever the hell they <laughs> listen to, I listen to because I'm too polite to be like, 
put on something better. So in the background, <laughs> it's always just like, ooh, baby, baby, <laughs> As it's like, it's like great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, oh, boy, great. Uh, well, I guess I fit into the machine very easily as a small person does where I'm like, and they're like, all right, get in here. And I'm like, oh, uh, so yeah. I'm, all right. All right. Diablo gremlin. <laughs> I was just looking Diablo around goblin. to give you the little earplugs because I thought it was going to like blast my ears out. Everyone's like, this thing's loud. And I'm like, oh, God. But really, it was like cranking up the music in your car really loud or something like it wasn't blasting. It's and not it's not like a, a terrible experience unless you are afraid of confined spaces. Like, if yeah. that's your thing, if you know what, if you have fears about being put in a coffin and being stuck in a coffin, oh, yeah. this would be the worst place for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it and now that I've injected area. that into everyone's head, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean for that. I've incepted you to the idea, and now you're going to hate it. But that's the only thing I can think of is if you have that fear of being like, because you have to cross your arms like that, right? And so I guess if you have a fear of being trapped in a confined space and you can't really move because they're specifically like do not move so i didn't have to cross my arms oh they make me cross my arms i guess because they assume my big fat arms are gonna like (laughs) machine um and so uh yeah i don't i don't know it never really came off as scary to me it was just like this is gonna take forever so i just listened to the music it seemed it's boring to me is what it is but yeah. Whatever. Well, what I did was I realized the MRI machine, it made various different beats. So I was making my own songs in my head. So it would be like bop, 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 bop. And I'd be like, yo, bitch, here I am. I got look at that. And I was just like singing along. And then it would switch it up where you'd be like, bop, 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 And I'd be like, bop, bop, I got bop, I got bop, I got bop. I was like making my own Nicki Minaj songs in there. I like it. I like I like that you're uh, MRI Minaj is what you are. That's me, MRI Minaj. Yep. Honestly, I could probably make an album consisting of MRI sounds and me rapping. Somewhere over out there, him. someone is like, Nikki, <laughs> here is your newest concept album. <laughs> MRI Minaj. <laughs> There's got to be somebody who's made like music out of it, right? Out of MRI? Yeah. I don't know. You couldn't bring equipment in there to record it, I don't think. That's, it would be yeah. destroyed. <laughs> I was also freaked out because I had my gallbladder thing, and I was like, don't they, like, clip your gallbladder, like, thing, like, off, and that's, like, metal? And she's like, no, nah, those don't affect it. We do those, like, same day. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I'll hope the machine doesn't explode. It didn't, so that was good. Oh, my God. Crendor? <laughs> what? In one article, uh, a, I think it's a podcast from whyy.org. Uh, oh, wow. This is like stuff that's on public broadcasting and stuff. There was a article that I think is about both of us. Oh. The MRI is a source of anxiety and musical inspiration. <laughs> It's claustrophobic, it's noisy, having an MRI sometimes uh, causes folks anxiety, but many have found ways to cope with the test through music. Oh my god. Most people have little problem with the MRI, Dr. Donald Mitchell, director of MRIs at Thomas Jefferson University, told The Pulse. Many just say it's boring, he said, many fall asleep. But then, there are people like Tonette Mortis, 
For her, the unanticipated clamor, emotion, and enclosed created uh, enclosure created the perfect recipe for panic attack during her MRI in 2001. I had to make them stop. I didn't want to go back in. What ended up happening is next time she went back in, the way she got through it, she said, is every time I was in the tube, I was thinking it would make great music. She then did so for her 2009 album, IRM, French for <laughs> MRI, which I think is really funny. Oh, my God. An MRI uses magnetic and radio waves to scan the body, produce internal images of tissues, organs, and other body parts. So there's similarities between that and what you listen on the radio. But instead of detecting signals from a radio station and tuning it into voice or music, this is using radio waves when a person is inside the magnetic field to make sophisticated images. Sort of like being in a trash can while someone's using a jackhammer is a great way to describe it. Uh, that's in this article. Uh, it's like a laundry machine with nuts and bolts in it. That's also very accurate. But basically... The pulse and the rhythm and the beat inspires many people to create music based off of it. I've been clicking <laughs> on some of these MRI beats. Just it, is it what you thought it would be? Because this article is basically like she got in there and decided like this actually it makes it helps it helps you come up with ways to to get through it and making music in your head is one of them. Uh, I mean, it definitely helped me pass the time. Uh, I feel like these music audio things people have made are not very good, though. Like, uh, Charlotte Gainsborough wasn't the only person thinking musical thoughts. Mira Kalix said she had no idea how loud it would be, so when she underwent the procedure, she reimagined the situation set to music and posted a YouTube video, and the song's called Faster Than Sound? Faster Than Sound. Uh, music. I mean, it's terrifying. It's this song. This song is a, all right. So here's what I'm learning. If you look up the YouTube video, is FTS Brainwaves. It's by Lumen Productions, and it is terrifying. It is like it's terrifying. <laughs> here's my thing. I feel like Crendor, you came out on top of everyone. Everyone went artsy with it, and you came out like I'm stuck in a box. I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. in a box. But just get out of my way. If you want to get my payday, I'm yeah. over here stuck in a box. <laughs> yeah, I went the uh, I went the, you know, freestyle rap direction as one does. Now, I did find this one that's pretty cool. It's like MRI noises making like but like Bach yo yo ma. Okay, go on. Where is this? Do you have it? I linked it. I'm ready for this. This is like one of those things where they use a hard drive to make music, and it, you probably shouldn't be in there while this is happening. I think it's the thing where the actual MRI machine makes Bach Yo-Yo Ma noise sound. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It actually, I, I guess the other things that were created in MRIs, at least from what I looked at so far, are more artistic. Mm -hmm. uh, and by artistic, I mean, you know, <laughs> new <laughs> modern artsy. Right. Um, and this is like classically beautiful. Like, this yeah. is actually incredible. Like, if this was playing while my MRI was happening, I'd be like, do, 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 like, singing along. Yeah, and I, but I, I get what the article's saying about the sound waves penetrating our body. When we're out and about in the public, when we're just walking around, it's happening all the time. You don't think about it, but you're constantly being bombarded with sound waves. That's true. It's fast. When you think about it, it's fascinating. So it's the exact same concept, except instead of being, uh, like, hit from an outside source we're up in it 
Damn. And so I I can understand how you would immediately start to to think about music and associate it with music, which is probably why they play music, not to just comfort you, but because it you're because you're in it, you perhaps somehow relate to it more. Oh, I'd love to have a like a brain scientist, what <laughs> a brain scientist on to talk about that because it's fascinating when you think about it. That's really cool. We need a brain scientist right here, right now. <laughs> we don't care what kind of brain. Are you a vet? <laughs> you operate on dog brains. It's probably the same thing. If not better, come on down. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. You could be like a studying brain scientist. You could be somebody who just kind of knows about the brain. We're not yeah. picky. So yeah, that happened. And uh, I'm healthy somehow, some way. Uh, I'm, I'm healthy and uh, still going. I mean, I guess that was kind of the eventful part of my week. Okay. I love this. Uh, this guy went to get an MRI, and he had the following choices. MRI choices. What would you choose? Okay. Travis, Prince, Queen, The Beach Boys, Love Legends, Barry Manilow, Neil Diamond, Freewheeling, <laughs> 60s Love Songs, 70s Disco, Sentimental 70s songs, classical fun, weeping guitar, relaxing, soothing classics, classical chill out, the classical album 2004, the voices of tranquility, <laughs> 100 relaxing classics, touch of class, the very best of Chopin, the best of Mozart, the tenors, Vivaldi Four Seasons, soul greats. Miles of Country, <laughs> or Tom Jones and Friends Christmas album. Well, that's quite the selection. I know what I choose immediately. What? I already know. I think a lot of those are beautiful, probably great choices. I feel like if I want, if I was in a mood, I'd probably go with Queen because I feel like that'd be amazing. Right. Or Barry Manilow because that could be fun too. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like that could be fun. But um, no, I think the best choice for me, the tenors. If that's the three tenors. Man, give me Pavarotti any day. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd be up in there, and I'd just be, like, weeping. And just like, oh, his voice was so beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. That's, uh, I was either going to say 70s disco fun. That sounds like it'd be like, yeah, you know, you're, like, jamming out, having some disco fun. Or I was going with the Four Seasons because I like those. Oh, there is Frank Sinatra Christmas songs. That could also be good. Maybe if it's Christmas time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would want to know what free will, what the freewheeling category was. Yeah, freewheeling. Or what's like classical fun? Like what kind of I don't know. Classical fun. Do you think fun? it would be like I don't know, like da 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 I don't know. Do you think it would be that? Or do you think it would be like relaxed soothing classics would knock me out? They'd have to yeah. drag me out of there. I'd be done. <laughs> yeah, I want the I want the tenors. Why don't they have um what's the one where it's the planets? Who is that? Uh like the planets. Host. Yeah, it's all the planets. That's the one where Mars comes from. The uh, the, the song Mars. The song Mars? Yes, you've definitely heard it. You've definitely heard the planets. Uh. Mars, bringer of war. You've definitely heard it. Let's see. Hold on. Here it is. It's the one that's like. Bum, 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 It's that one. It's like. It's basically right before the Death Star blows up. Oh, I've heard this. But it, it, yeah. It's out of all of them, it's the one that I think most people know the most. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's great. 
But uh, the planets. Oh, if they had that, I don't know how long an MRI would take, but I'd love to go through all the planets. <laughs> so he, he, each each planet has a song. They're all very, very beautiful. But, of course, Mars is the one that, like, everyone remembers uh, because it's very, like, over the top and just, like, it's so good. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, it's a seven-movement orchestral suite by Gustav Ost. Huh. Jupiter kind of sounds like Lord of the Rings. Uh, it very much I probably inspired it, I would imagine, <laughs> yeah. uh, considering this was, what, from the early, it was 19, I don't know, 14, I think? Yeah. Uh, now I'm just listening to classical music. Can I tell, oh my god, Crendor, can I tell ev everyone right now? Oh boy, what was this called? I have to go to YouTube now, I'm so sorry. I was on the plane. While I'm on the plane, you're in that last hour of just like, man... I don't want to watch a movie because I won't finish it, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, so I guess I'll listen to a thing and just close my eyes and wait till the plane lands. So I did that, and I went through all the songs that they had on file, and I went through all these different songs, and I was trying my hardest to figure out, okay, what is what is the right thing for me? What's the best way to land back in America? Really make my day. Started scrolling through, and I found classical chill piano. I was like, all right, this seems good. Put on the 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 first one, and it's the first song was, I think, Claire de Lune, ah. I believe. Uh for those of you who don't know, the best way to describe that song, it's the it's the one it's the one it's the one that's like <laughs> I know, I can't figure like it out one. from that. Well, it's you know, it's it's, it's beautiful. It sounds like it does. It does. The background's like, it's like, do, 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 right? So anyway, that song plays. It's the first song that plays. And I was like, oh, this is going to be beautiful, right? It's going to be classical, great classical songs. Mm -hmm. The next song that comes up, literally the piano's like, do, 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 do. I was like, what? Do, 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 do. I was like, wait, what? Like, do, 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 do. And it just started playing Justin Bieber's Sorry. <laughs> oh my god and i was like shut up this is not real and it started playing justin bieber sorry and i was like no and then the next song <laughs> miley cyrus wrecking ball <laughs> classical chill piano rocking <laughs> new music and i was i'm not gonna lie effing in i was so happy i um i couldn't i couldn't believe it i was it made the trip so much better. I just loved every minute of it. Unreal. Uh, and if you want to know, you can look this up on YouTube. Classical Chill Piano. Uh, you can either type in Wrecking Ball or Sorry. It's by various artists, and it just plays Sorry. And it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That's not what I would expect. I know. Um, Neither did I. I didn't expect it at all. And I listened to the whole album. I blew through that thing. It was the great. It, was the, it says it's over two hours of chilled out bliss. I don't know what happened, but I like flew through that album. I was so excited. Well, personally, I like uh, I like the Four Seasons Winter. Winter is my favorite. Where it's like. I like that. <laughs> We should just do a show where we try to describe classical music without actually having the instruments. It's like, no, no, the song's like, 
You're just like, what? What song is that? <laughs> we should remake Peter and the Wolf just with our voices. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We should do that. <laughs> I'll be the French horn. And we'll be fine. <laughs> I think I saw that as a cartoon, Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the first times people, young kids are introduced to uh, classical music. Yeah. Because the wolf has his own motif, and you're like, oh, get out of there, Peter. Get out of there, Peter. Get out of there. Or, uh, well, I guess all of Fantasia. Oh, yeah, Fantasia. Night on Bald Mountain's what got me as a kid. I was like, oh, shit, look at those fire chicks and that devil dude. That's the one where it's like, dope as hell. Yeah. Not Night on Bald Mountain, but equally good. I remember watching Mickey do that as a kid. Yeah. Yes, that was my week. You know how we'd always go to that grocery store? Yes. And I would just be like, man, this place. Outside, there's always someone trying to bug me for money. Inside, yeah. there's that guy who's like, Game Grumps! Hey! I'm like, I'm not, I'm not on Game Grumps. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> it's just a pain in the ass to get around in. Right. There's always the old lady standing in the middle of aisles and stuff. Well. For years, I've driven past another grocery store that is a little, it's, you know, it's a little further away, but I always thought it was kind of like the bootleg grocery store, and I was like, I don't want to go in there. Turns out, it's the reverse. I've been going to the bad grocery store, and this place is amazing. <laughs> it's so much better. Huh. Everything about it's so much. I went there, and it was like, <gasps> Oh, happy day. It was amazing. <laughs> Everything about light shine down from the heavens. I went around all the... I found waffles. My dude, they were called like Kodiak waffles. Kodiak waffles. Oh, I think I've seen those. And they were like protein-packed waffles. And I was like, I guess that's on sale. I guess I'll give the cinnamon ones a try. Oh, they're so good. Oh, I was like, well, this wasn't at my other grocery store. Went around. They have a yogurt I never found before that I bought. And I was like, oh, my God, this yogurt's so good. They have <laughs> all these drinks and things that I've never seen before. Man, let me tell you. I <laughs> was in a different reality. I was like, this is fantastic. I've been going to the booty-ass grocery store this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and this place is right up the street. And it's so much better. And it's not like a Whole Foods or anything like that. It's just like a better grocery store. <laughs> I couldn't Dang. believe it. I felt so dumb. You wasted years. Years. Literally years. Thinking <laughs> I had it all figured out. I did not. I feel like. Turns out I did not. There's so many grocery stores now. It's, that's true. Uh, but I feel like it's becoming a pretty big thing where it's just like a lot of people. It's like not Whole Foods tier, but like a little below that. But it's above like your generic like 90s grocery store. You know? Yeah. Well, I always judge a grocery store based on the fresh fruit slash vegetable section yeah yeah that's if a it's good small point. i know you're probably like not the the best quality grocery store yeah if it's huge if it's like a whole foods thing i'm a little overwhelmed because i'm like i don't know what half of this is <laughs> there's like a nice small middle location where it's big but everything in it is stuff i'm like oh look at the selection of apricots stuff i know like yeah. oh great there's more than one type of plum that's lovely i'm in like that kind of thing it's exciting for me at least yeah i love plums and apricots and peaches i like peaches peaches are good i like plums too 
Not a big apricot. Yeah, I like all the pitted fruits. They are my favorite. I like blueberries. I eat blueberries a lot. Oh, blueberries are good. I, had, I just had blueberries a few hours ago. I had, some, I had oh. a handful of blueberries. I was like, nom, 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 blueberries. Yeah, I like I like me some blueberries. Yeah. Uh, bless, bless the summertime in the States. Yeah. Fruit is plentiful. Oh, my God. Although. Strawberries. Every time I've bought strawberries, there's like a moldy strawberry in it. And I bought it from like three different places. I'm like, maybe this place has better strawberries. And everywhere just has moldy strawberries. And then I saw somebody else on Twitter talking about moldy strawberries. I'm like, is it just like moldy strawberry year? So I stopped buying strawberries. I'm not a big strawberry person unless I'm like, you know, forced to eat them. <laughs> if it comes with a thing, I'll eat it. But I'm not like a big strawberry person when I go out and buy them. Same thing with blueberries. The thing, the fruit I'll buy is like grapes. Those are always standard. They're yeah, good. Grapes are good. Uh, some type of, you know, peach or apple or banana, something like that. All the little tiny berries or all the big bunches where they give you, you know, a bunch. I never eat them fast enough. And they always turn out to be just like when I open the fridge again, these like hideous monsters that are just like, eat us, you fool. <laughs> so, yeah, I need, I need, I like that I can buy, you know, three bananas instead of a whole <laughs> bunch of bananas. Yeah. I can just buy three and I'm okay. It's like, yeah. this is good. This will last me five days. I like this. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. Bananas are one of those things, too, where, like, you're supposed to eat them when they're, like, ripe, ripe. But I don't like eating them when they're like that. They taste weird. I like eating them when they're, yeah. like, you know, they just turn yellow. I like them firm as well. I like a big, firm nanner. I don't, uh, I don't like mushy stuff in general. It's yeah. not because of the taste. It's always a feel thing for me. So I, I'm not a big oyster person that, like, gooey goop. Or when someone from a different country is like, try our fish curd. I'm like, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. I'm sure it's wonderful, but I'm going to pass. It's always a texture <laughs> thing for me. Yeah, Jesse, dry our fish curds. Bless Norway and the various Norwegian slash, you know, Icelandic countries. <laughs> not a fan not a fan of your food sometimes it's delicious sometimes most yeah. of the time it's like this fish has been underground for 54 years well they're not and gonna now eat we it, it into paste and eat it yeah no, thank you yeah. uh yeah i don't i'm not a fan of those things either neither am i but i do like applesauce so do i i like apple juice as well apples in general are yeah just i like stale. apple juice but I go in like a thing where like I'll really want apple juice for like three days and I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, apple juice isn't something I want all the time, <laughs> but I'm glad it's in my fridge. I'm like, oh, that's what I want tonight. Yeah. That's but what I um mean. speaking of all of this food talk. Yeah. And speaking of of drinks, and this is definitely an ad for this by all means, but I never really thought of stuff like this because until someone mentions it to you, you never really think about it. So Liquid IV is a product that's very much like um, all those different things that you would see where you pour a powder into water and drink it, right? It's that simple. Yeah. But the whole point of this is that it's for hydration. And it's the idea that you don't have to just keep pounding water in order to be hydrated. Uh, basically, Liquid IV, if you put it in your water, will get you hydrated two or three times faster than just water alone. And it has vitamins like C, vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12, all that stuff. The idea is that essentially most of us in our daily lives are not hydrated well enough. And that's something that I know about me. I know this to be true. 
It's been my problem for years and years and years where I don't drink enough water. I'm never quite as hydrated as I need to be. And only when I'm at my most dehydrated am I like, well, I need some water, right? <laughs> yeah. And especially since I travel so much, when I get off planes, I'm a mess. I'm like so gross and I can't figure out why. And it's because you're just completely dehydrated. You're going, especially coming from Australia, you're going 14 hours in a plane, stale air. Like it's just, you're not drinking nearly enough water for that time period. You're, it's, it's terrible. You're, you're 80% water, right? And I never think about that. I never really understood my problem till I started. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go on this trip. I'm going to bring a box of this with me. So I brought a box of the, uh, I think it was the passion fruit. Yeah, it was the passion fruit one. And every water that I had, I just put a pack in. And it looked like I was trying to do crystal light or something. <laughs> if, you're, if you're from the 90s, it looked like that. But it doesn't color your drink or anything. It makes it a little cloudy. But um, I drank it, and it tasted just fine. And the rest of my trip, even flying home, I felt so much better. Like it, When I went out and partied a little too hard, felt great the next day. When I traveled on the plane, felt great the next day. And it made me realize like I, I never really knew what I was missing out on by being dehydrated all the time. And so it blew, it blew my mind. I'm not even going to lie. It blew my <laughs> mind. And so um, I thought it was really cool that uh, this, you know, they sent us a bunch of these to try. And, uh, yeah, I actually, I actually do recommend giving it a shot. If you buy some, they'll give some sticks to places like Haiti or Uganda or Puerto Rico, uh, recently Nepal. And to help people stay hydrated and well there. You can get them at Costco if you want to go to Costco. It's there. It is this cellular transport technology that has this, you know, glucose, sodium, potassium mix. And it helps get the water, the nutrients directly into your bloodstream. It's non-GMO. It's vegan. It's gluten-free. It's no dairy, no soy. Clean ingredients. And... It can provide the same hydration, like I said, it's two or three bottles of water. It's a healthy alternative to sugary sports drinks, and I'm down. I'm down for this. This is this is great for me. I've been feeling it. It gets you through workouts, helps you with muscle fatigue, helps you if you're a big dummy and you like to drink too much, helps you if you're going to get a big bottle of Malort for some <laughs> idiot said uh, at an event you're about to do in a week, less than a week. I love it, and hopefully you will too right now. You can get 25% off at Liquid IV when you use the code COX at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order at Liquid IV's website. That's liquid, you know how to spell liquid, IV.com. Enter promo code COX, get your savings, and start literally feeling better than you've ever felt before. Also, today we're brought to you by Quip. I can only keep saying good things about Quip. It, it helped me on my travels. It's just the perfect size toothbrush, and it does things that most normal toothbrushes don't do. Let's be real. It vibrates. It has a built-in timer. It really helps you get the best toothbrushing, toothbrushing, teeth. Well, you might only have one tooth. <laughs> toothbrushing experience possible. It's the easiest way to start a routine. It's the easiest way to keep it going. It really helps you learn to brush efficiently. It is super lightweight, compact can take it with you wherever you go, like I did. And it helps you learn how to brush. It's got sonic vibrations that are effective for a really, really good clean and gentle on the gums. It has a built-in two-minute timer that does a little buzz every 30 seconds to remind you 
to switch and move around your mouth. It has a multi-use cover. You can mount it on your mirror if you want to. That's where mine is. It helps declutter your sink, which is for me because I'm a crazy person, is a must. And then the best part is I just got something the other day. Automatically, every three months, you get another brush head and some more toothpaste and stuff for just five bucks. 75% of us are using old, worn-out bristles that are just worthless. Your dentist will tell you this, right? It's yeah. true. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 professionals. Five-star reviews. There's a kid's brush now. It's the exact same thing except it you know, teaches kids. It's fantastic. It really, really helps with your teeth. And you, too, can try it out by going to getquip.com slash crendor for just 25 bucks. You can get in on this and your first refill pack free. That's getquip, G-E-T-Q-I-P dot com slash Krender for your first refill pack free, $25. Trust me on this. You're going to love it. Getquip.com slash Krendor. Get your teeth brushed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get your teeth brushed. <laughs> All right, Krendor, let's go to traffic. Let's go to this guy. Krendor, how's that traffic out there? Hey, everybody, traffic time. It's traffic time. Come on now, it's traffic time. Hey, we're up here in the chapter copter looking down at the traffic, and honestly, it's pretty solid out there. Uh, it's going along smoothly. Looks like uh, there are some MRIs driving down, uh, so watch out for those. They are magnetized, so you never know uh, what that might do. And then uh, take a look over there. Uh, we do have some uh, thunderstorms going across the country. So if you're uh, in the U.S. of A, it does look like a lot of heat and a lot of thunderstorms uh, hitting across. So watch out for those. They could interrupt you and the MRIs back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Now let's go over to Crendor, the weather desk. How's that weather? Weather. Ring of fire, says weather.com, bringing searing heat and humidity. Some areas will see triple-digit temperatures. Whoa, where is this? Uh, looks like it's across the south and Midwest and some uh, southeast, southwest. Well, that's not good. Aye, aye, aye. Um, so let's see. Uh, but that's all right for today. We're going to go to PAW Pawtucket. Pawtucket, Rhode Island, 64 degrees. Feels like 64. Four degrees. That's nice. Also, yeah. it's probably late there, so. Yeah, it's uh, was it? It would be 11 p.m. right now there. Yeah. Uh, I. So that's probably why. But tomorrow, 82 degrees. Uh, that's that heat. That's that ring of fire coming for you. Let's see. Is it gonna get ring of fire? We got 82, 88, 79, 78, 80, 81, 82, 82, 85, 86, 86, 86, 84, 84. Uh, oh my so. God! Look at. I know this isn't Pawtucket, but like this is pretty messed up. Wow, I wonder what's going to be like in Chicago this week. Y'all better come ready to, to get chill with drinks because it looks like in Springfield, yeah. it's 92, 98 on Monday, 98 degrees. Ooh. In Louisville, 92, 95, 96. Nashville, Tennessee, 99 degrees on Tuesday. Ooh. Shreveport, Louisiana, 102 degrees on oh Tuesday. Oh, my God. Well, San Antonio, 104. Dallas, 104. Oklahoma City, 103. Oh, my oh God. My God. That is, Get out of town. That is some big-time heat humidity surge. It looks like it's mainly yeah, down like south or like midway. The thing is, Springfield, that's still really far south, Illinois. Uh, Chicago is more by the lake. 
Yeah, we're going to have that lake breeze, which is good. So looking at Chicago, uh, 82, 76, 75, 75, 81, 85, 86. Day of the show, Wednesday, August 14th. 75. Looks like it'll be 75, but, you know, humidity 65. That's going to be a, like a weird wet day. That is a weird wet day. Looks like it'll rain Tuesday. But the participation, not gonna, we're not, but the participation, yeah. But the participation, <laughs> the rain, it's not going to be rainy, though, which is good. Yeah. It look like it. Yeah, that should be good. The precipitation, not the per, whatever I say. The precipitation. Um, so, yeah. That's good. Uh, if, you're, if you're south, that's going to be hot. But if you're north, it's not too bad. Also, by the by, guys, there's still some of those tickets left. Some of those new tickets we just opened up. 50 new tickets. I don't know how many have sold, but I'm going to put this out there anyway. (laughs) As of last podcast, we had opened up. Basically, there were 15 tickets. They were like, oh, we have 15 extra. Sell these. So I'm saying to you, even if you ain't going to be there, buy those tickets. (laughs) Make them love us so that we can do more shows. Make them want us to come back. So, uh, yeah, coxandcrendor.com. Do that. Hot diggity. Hot diggity do. And that's the weather. All right, let's go to sports. Sports. Welcome to the sports desk. Uh, let's see what we got happening in sports. NFL preseason has started. And as you imagined, uh, pretty much none of the important players are playing. Uh, so it really doesn't matter too much. There is some crazy Antonio Brown news, though. All right, first off. Thank God the Steelers don't have to deal with the guys anymore. <laughs> yeah. What a piece of work. So but, he's uh Yeah, go for it. I'm not gonna take your news <laughs> segment. He's threatening to quit football over helmets. So he says he'll not play football again if the league does not allow him to wear his preferred helmet. Of the thirty two players required to change helmets this year, including Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, only Antonio Brown has refused to comply going as far to repaint his old helmet in hopes that the Raiders would notice it didn't work. Uh, Silver adds that Brown has also ruffled feathers by barely paying attention in team meetings, often showing up late when spending most of the time glued to his phone. So he's, he's a little crazy. That's the big thing happening now. Then there's like the Hard Knocks episode where he was like in a hot air balloon and being like, can't wait to play. Then there's the thing where he has like frostbite on his feet. Yeah, I have so many questions. So I was gonna bring up Hard Knocks. By the mm-hmm. way, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand him. <laughs> yeah, he is like an enigma. He is what I imagine when people talk about the, you know, agents are always like, I always have that one client who's just <laughs> untamable. Like he's the Lindsay Lohan of football players. Yeah, like, I just, <laughs> I can't. The things he gets caught up in, I'm like, what are you doing? Just play football, dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't know what he's doing. That happened, but then he's also got like frostbite on his feet. Uh, apparently, he like got it from the cryo freeze machine or something. And he's never told anybody. It's uh, it's a lot of things happening to him, and it's really weird. And why doesn't uh, he? Why doesn't he get that fixed? I don't know. He had Instagram pictures of him being like, "Check out my feet," and then everyone was like, "What's wrong with your feet?" And then they're like, "We're gonna look at him." And then they're like, "I think it's frostbite." So that was well before the hard knocks. Then hard knocks hit, and now every, he's like going to retire over a helmet. It's crazy, and that he fits the Oakland Raiders perfectly. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> they should do whatever it takes to keep him. Yeah, <laughs> because he fits perfectly. 
So that's Antonio Brown. That's been a lot of the football stuff, but uh, I'm just excited football's happening again because it's my favorite sport. Uh, aside from that, baseball happening. Uh, and, uh, I mean, what else? There's golf. I mean, really, that's about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, Crendor. Yeah. Normally, I'd ask you what our big news story of the day is. Yeah. But this week, mm -hmm. I was emailed by everyone on planet Earth this article, and I feel like this continues our adventure. I think it's this one right here. There you go. All right. Nicholas Cage on his legacy, his philosophy of acting, and his metaphorical and literal search for the Holy Grail. The photo they use for him <laughs> is like the craziest photo. I think it was taken on the set of Mandy. It looks insane. And I that's I love that that's the way we're celebrating Nick Cage. Yeah. There are questions I've wanted to ask Nick Cage for years. A lot of questions. I want to know why this divisive mercurial actor has waged a career-long one-man war against naturalism, refusing to let said I stayed said steed stead steed stead ideas about how people might behave in real life dictate his performances. I want to know why Cage, Hollywood's greatest surrealist, whose personal and creative unpredictability has led him to attain near mythological status in certain corners of the internet, acts in so many movies, 20 in the last two years, and why so few of them make mainstream ripples. His most recent release, the straightforwardly titled thriller A Score to Settle. But mostly I want to know the method Add behind... Add to the list of stuff we have to watch. <laughs> yes. The method behind the seeming madness that informs so many of his performances. Unlike so if you go down, because this is a huge, oh wow, huge yeah, this article. goes. Whew. If you go down, you can see the questions that are asked of him, and I think we can oh, yeah. choose some of those questions. All right. To uh, answer. Yeah, let's see. Um, let's see. What are some good questions they ask? What were you primal screaming about? I have to be careful about what I can divulge. There was a recent breakup. I don't really want to talk about it. I was pretty upset about that and the way things happened. To answer your question, earlier in my career, I was very specific in my concept of who I wanted to be. I saw myself as a surrealist. This is going to sound pretentious, but I was, quote, trying to invent my own mythology, unquote, around myself. Of course he'd say that about himself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this might sound pretentious because it is uh, <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> yeah um, has the mythology okay this is another question has the mythology shaped the perception of your work I mean you went on Letterman and talked about your pet cobras wanting to kill you and about getting high on mushrooms with your cat <laughs> you're clearly trying <laughs> to project a certain image he says I know what you're asking, and it's a good question. <laughs> but let me say one thing. I'm completely anti-drug. I don't do drugs. I don't drink when I work. Sometimes in between movies, I'll have some drinks, but not always. I make so many characters, and I go so internal with them that sometimes when I'm not filming, wine or champagne is like an eraser to a chalkboard. You can erase the character and make a clean slate so you can start making a new character. I hope that makes sense. Still doesn't explain the cobras or the mushrooms <laughs> of the cat at all. Yeah. He just, okay. He's like, continue. Like how he's like, I did mushrooms, but I'm very anti-drug. So he said, yeah, it does. And he said, okay, so those stories you mentioned, those are true stories. I did have two king cobras. And they were not happy. They would try to. <laughs> <laughs> he said, 
At least he uh, did. They were not happy. <laughs> they At least he admits it. It gets crazier. They would try to hypnotize me by showing me their backs, and then they'd lunge at me. After I told that story on Letterman, the neighborhood wasn't too pleased that I had cobras, so I had them rehome in a zoo. The cat, a friend of mine, gave me this bag of mushrooms, and my cat would go in my refrigerator and grab it, almost like he knew what it was. He loved it. Then I started going, I guess I'll do it. It was a peaceful and beautiful experience, but I subsequently threw them out. <laughs> I like how his cat was like, we don't do these, I'm going to do them. <laughs> and he's like, fine, all right, I'll do them. All right, jeez, okay. <laughs> Maybe they hypnotized the cat. I love this. Have animals ever influenced your acting? The cobras, definitely. <laughs> they try to hypnotize you going side to side. And when I did Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, that's something my character does before he attacks. Animals are fun places to get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like this. So he's talking about performances that he does. Talking about how he uh, like vibrates different frequencies in order to like get different performances. And they bring up a movie that we've seen called Rage, which originally was called Tokarev. Huh. Sure. But anyway, the interviewer goes, there's a confrontation in that movie between your character and an informant where you scream, you talked, but you hold the scream on the word talked for about 5% longer than feels normal within the context of an otherwise down the middle movie. I was, and then he replies, I was sustaining a vocal sound there because I was trying to play it with Stockhausen and mess up the EQ of my vocal. Uh, and then they have a thing included that says Stockhausen. The mystically inclined avant-garde German composer who was known for his pioneering work in dissonance and electronics. So, what you're telling me is that in Nick Cage's performance, rather than being a crazy person, he's really sitting there and being like, Ah, I will certainly try this new form of acting and uh, attempt to create a Stockhausen effect that will uh, entice the audience. I think he's crazy. Now... There's another thing with him talking about novo shaman shamanic acting. Shamanic acting. He said, I put this line in Mandy. The psychotic drowns where the mystic swims. You either have the proclivity to open up your imagination or you don't. If you have that propensity and you are on camera about to do a scene, what would make you believe in what you're about to do? Say you're playing a demon biker with an ancient spirit. What power of objects could you find that might trick your imagination? Would you find an antique from an ancient pyramid? Maybe a little sarcophagus that's greenish color and looks like King Tut? Would you sew that into your jacket and know that it's right next to you when the director says action? Could you open yourself to that power? Then they said, those aren't rhetorical questions, are they? And he said, right, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're like, you're actually talking about real stuff. You've done this. And he's like, yep, I did it. Uh, <laughs> I like the, the follow-up is, I would hope there are ways of teaching nouveau shamanic acting that didn't involve acquiring ancient artifacts. He's like, true, there are other ways. <laughs> what about a poem you like? You could take that poem and write it out on, uh, write it out by hand on paper, then fold it up, put it in your pocket. <laughs> sure. I said that being a young man who is insecure about money, color your attitude about buying things and what success looks like. 
He said, you have good investments and bad investments. The good investments came from personal interest and my honest enjoyment of the history. For example, Action Comics, number one. I bought that for 150000 Then it was stolen. I got it back and I sold it for $2 million. But that was a good thing to have because I had an interest that was sincere. The funny thing is my real estate buying spree was that the was what the real problem was. It wasn't like these other things like shrunken heads that the media like to talk about. Then they said, or the dinosaur skull. And he said, or an octopus. What is an octopus? 80 bucks? You're not going to go into <laughs> dire straits buying an octopus. The dinosaur skull was an unfortunate thing because I did spend 276000 on that. I bought it at a legitimate auction and found out it was abducted from Mongolia illegally. And then I had to give it back. Of course, it should be awarded to its country of origin. But who knew? Plus, I never got who my knew? money back. So that stank. But I went years where all I was doing was meditating three times a day and reading books on philosophy, not drinking whatsoever. That was the time when I almost went on, you might call it, a grail quest. I started no. following mythology, and I was finding properties that aligned with that. It was almost like national treasure. <laughs> of course, that didn't sustain. On top of which, I said, I'm going to get off philosophy because I became like a kite with a string, but no anchor. No one could understand what I was talking about, and I thought people would rather see me as an organtuan, organtuan than as an orangutan? eagle. Orangutan? Orangutan? Orangutan. What word did you say? Organtuan? <laughs> or organtuan. Organtuan. An organtuan. An organtuan orangutan than as an eagle meditating on the mountaintop anyway. What did you mean when you said you're on a quail quest and finding properties that align with that? One thing would lead to another. It's like when you build a library. You read a book, and in there, there's a reference to another book. When you build a library, what? What? <laughs> it's like when you build a library. You read a book, and in there, there's a reference to another book. Then you buy that book, and then you get attached to references. For me, I don't <laughs> think he means... I mean, like, collects books. Yeah. I don't. Okay. For me... It was all about where was the grail? Was it here? Was it there? Is it in Glastonbury? Does it exist? Oh, okay. I thought you were being metaphorical about going on a grail quest. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Glastonbury and uh, go to the Chalice Well, there's a spring that does taste like blood. I guess it's really because there's a lot of iron in the water. But legend had it that that place was the Grail Chalice. Or two cruets, rather. One of blood, one of sweat. But that led there to being talk about people that come to Rhode Island. And they were looking for something there as well. That's why you brought property in Rhode Island? I don't know if I'm going to say that's why I bought property in Rhode Island. <laughs> but I will say it's why I went to Rhode Island. And I happened to find a beautiful place. <laughs> I love that he just, it's like, eff it, I'm going to go try to find the Holy Grail. <laughs> I know. In real life, they said, have you ever done therapy? I haven't been in any kind of analysis for at least 20 years. The times that I've done it, there were some benefits. It's kind of like writing in a diary. You get things out. However, inevitably, there was a point where I'd look at the person and I'd start to go, why am I talking to you? I'm more interesting than you. Then I'd get up and walk out, so I'd stop oh, going. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> yep. How do you think your life's work will be remembered? I think time is a friend. Many of my movies that were mocked are enjoying a renaissance. So I'm hopeful that time will be on my side. <laughs> it's pretty much. 
I didn't answer a question. Didn't talk about him as a person, only his movies. He just said a thing, and I think after that, took off, flew away, flapped his wings, and flew off. <laughs> I like how he says his movies are enjoying a renaissance. Like this is a golden age of Nick Cage movies. When really, it's just he's a meme. Oh. <laughs> but. Yep, it's a renaissance. And then they talk about his pyramid in uh, New Orleans <laughs> where they're going to bury him. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Nick Cage, my genuine hero. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. But, Crendor, before we go, hit him with the socials. We have socials. We have twitch.tv slash jesscox, twitch.tv slash crendor, twitter.com slash jesscox, twitter.com slash crendor, facebook.com slash jesscox, facebook.com slash crendor, youtube.com slash jesscox, youtube.com slash crendor. If you'd like to just find this podcast, youtube.com slash cox and crendor podcast, soundcloud.com slash cox and crendor. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're all over, except for a couple places. And the youtube.com slash cox and crendor. If you want to see the animations that are taking these podcasts and actually making them funny. Uh, hey! hey. <laughs> that's it. Okay, well, that's it for us. We're done, but we'll see you next time. Also, if you're in Chicago this Wednesday, stop by uh, coxandcrendor.com. Should be a lot of fun. Woo. And we will see you guys later. So, as always, to be continued.